Hello again. Uh, doing a little intro here once again because uh, obviously we split this pod in two unexpectedly because it went on for a long time and decided not to do news. So apologies about that. But news will be back next week uh, along with our very special Stranger Things episode. But before then, we've got this episode from what you should have gathered if you listened to part one. And I thoroughly recommend you listening to part one. Uh, part two will be covering the later years of the Star Wars games. It feels like we hit a peak in the 90s and then. This is the slight slide. I mean, obviously, things like KOTOR. Listen to the pod. You'll you'll hear all about it. Uh, I want to thank Will again for joining myself, Duncan, and Tom uh, to discuss, in a very nerdy way, Star Wars games that we, we all love. Um, and you can go listen to his podcast or, or watch his podcast on youtube.com forward slash thegeekydad1. Thoroughly worth watching. Um, and and on myself, I've been on there uh, and, you know, I'm all about self-promotion. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. In regard to the people that have sent in the Star Wars games they fell in love with, I was going to do a little reaction thing at the end because we ran out of time. But I figure you'd want to hear the opinions of Tom and Duncan as well. So what we'll do is we'll do it first thing on the news pod, which will be up earlier than usual, probably Monday or Tuesday next week. So you'll be able to hear... Uh, our reactions to to your thoughts on the Star Wars games and and just whether some of you guys played the ones that we didn't get a chance to play. So listen to the pod now. I mean, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to get straight to it. Enjoy. Uh, moving on to the two thousands, then here we go. Okay, so Anakin Speedway, right? I don't remember. That. No, is that no. a character name? Hmm? No, I don't remember. Um, episode one, Jedi Power Battles. I remember this. Now this one was on when? Which year? Two thousand. Two thousand. Was this right. an Xbox game? Or was I think this a... it might have been. Let's have a look. Let's bring it up. Because we must be drawing close up on things like Trials of Obi Wan mm. and stuff like that as well. This was PlayStation, Dreamcast, and Game Boy Advanced, apparently. Oh right. Okay. So oh, I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of a completely yeah. different game. Um, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. I shall whip myself later. Yeah. Um, you played the perspective of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, Mace Windu, um, or Plo Koon. Oh, cool. Interesting that they added Plo Koon in there. I like that. Yeah. Um, no ki The Dreamcast version also included the Jedi ki Mundi. Ah, old yeah. two brains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I remember it, but I don't remember anything about it. Mostly because I'm surprised I didn't have it on PlayStation. But um, Star Wars Force Commander? I played this and really liked it, but yes. no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> it was described as one of the thinnest strategy, real-time strategy games ever. Yeah. But I do remember very distinctly there is an excellent briefing. You end up controlling the Battle of Hoth as yeah. a general, as an Imperial general. And the pre-briefing, well, the pre-mission briefing is you... And General Veers and Darth Vader standing around a campaign planning map, overseeing it, and basically being told, while General Veers will command the troops on the ground, you will oversee the overall strategic situation, which basically meant you'll tell everything where it needs to go and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, and it was awesome. And then the rest of the game sucked ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did anyone play Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo? 
No. Oh, I was too busy having sex with women. <laughs> I don't believe that. No, I don't believe <laughs> no it's, it's not true at all. Um, uh, Star Wars Early Learning Center activities. Early Learning Activity Center? No. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Math. Uh, Jabba's Game Galaxy. Yeah, I'm a programmer in that. <laughs> Star Wars Jar Jar's Journey. Yeah. No. no, I would never play anything involving Jar Jar. Uh, st- uh, we got Demolition. That no, I remember this one. That was I. I, mm, I don't remember anything about it though, but uh, I I remember its its existence. Obviously, it wasn't by many games at this point. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Obi Wan's Adventures. Obi-Wan's Adventures. Wait, wait, which year are we up to? 2000 still. The loads came this out in 2000. This is 2000? Yeah, basically George uh, Lucas, I think. Really cashed in on that. Uh, yeah. Episode one thing. Yeah. Give me all the money, yeah. And also, the world hadn't ended, so everyone was like, quick! <laughs> all the developers <laughs> were like, quick, other... the Millennium Bug, it was all a lie! Quick, code, code, code! <laughs> I mean, I was playing on the PS1, and we didn't have any Star Wars games on that. I don't uh, think they did very well. Things. Yeah, I don't well, remember. I, think I was probably still playing Grand games. Theft Auto 2, to be honest. There you go. Um, <laughs> Sorry. 2001, Star Wars Starfighter. Nope. Okay. Nope. No, Grand Theft Auto 3. Okay. Well, that means that's not a Star Wars game, is it? <laughs> no, this is why it's a distraction. Here we go. I had this one. We want to PlayStation 2 now. So it's uh, Star Wars Super Bombad Racing. Nope. It's no, basically no, no. a Star Wars kart racing game. Okay. <laughs> of course you had that. Of course, because... I must have played it with you then. Because we were playing around yeah. your house quite a lot. Because you're, you're one, one of your like favourite... Because <laughs> one of your favourite games is Muppet Racing. I mean, it's kind of like that, except the, the, the what you meant to say was the greatest so the, sorry, kart the, racing game of all time. In your opinion, the greatest game of all time. Oh, you're getting it wrong again. You said, in is my either opinion... either Altered Beast or... <laughs> I don't like Altered Beast. You do. You you do. You fucking bum Altered Beast. (laughs) You bum it, mate. (laughs) I'm looking at um, screenshots for Super Bombad Racing and it looks atrocious. Yeah, it wasn't. You're you're right. It wasn't as good as Muppet Muppet Racing. (laughs) No Muppet Racing, that's for sure. It wasn't. I mean, it's cool, but it's not Johnny Silverhand cool. Nothing is Johnny Silverhand cool. Um... Yeah, 2001 PlayStation Kart Racer, shortly released off stock. This was when they were really cashing in. And, uh, Scraping the bottom yeah. of the old Phantom Menace barrel. Yeah. Um, Galactic Battlegrounds? Ah, I played this one. Ooh. This was the um, uh, Age of Empires clone, wasn't it? Bang on. Where, um, it was great because Age of Empires was great, but it was just basically Age of Empires with all Star Wars characters. So it was a great game because of that. Nice. I, I bought a, quite a lot of the expansions, which, you know, sort of unlocked stuff like the uh, Nubian army, the Theed army, the droid army, uh, the Imperials, the rebels. I, yeah, I just kept, I kept buying them. They kept coming out. I kept buying them. And it was George, good. And George Lucas, thanks you. Yes. Um, You're welcome for that second ranch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Play yeah. that one to death too. Did you? Yep. Okay. Cool. And the, oh, this one's on the GameCube. This one, yep. wasn't it? So, yeah. Loved it. Play this one as well, Will. No, unfortunately, these ones have passed me by. I didn't have a GameCube. No, me neither. Dudes, right? Easy fix. And I, in fact, um, a previous member of the pod actually told us how to do this. Buy a Nintendo Wii. Except it's not. I, have, I already have one of those. They've closed down the um, Virtual Console on the Wii now, haven't they? 
but I'm pretty sure you can still plug in a. You don't necessarily have to buy them, but you can put oh, the discs you can plug in. in a, you can plug in a controller yeah. into the top of the N64, yeah. which turns, which allows you to the play Wii. all. The Wii. Uh, sorry, in the Wii, yeah. which allows you to play all GameCube games. Do they take GameCube games as well? It does. Well, they're just discs. They're the small, tiny discs, though, aren't they? Uh, I think it still it still plays them. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was backwards compatible. Yeah. Oh, did not know that. Just slide them in. Okay. Just pop them in. Um, <laughs> just pop them in. I, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Pop them up it. <laughs> so here we have the first of the Xbox games, Star Wars Obi-Wan. What a ball bag of a game. <laughs> I never played it. <laughs> it was so shite. Come on, someone else has to agree with me on this one. It was such an underwhelming game. No, Tom, I love all Star Wars properties. <laughs> yeah, especially ones that feature anything from the prequel. <laughs> George's check cleared, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The prequels were the greatest films of all time. Yeah. Okay, so I bought an Xbox... Yeah, specifically for that game. No, I bought it for Halo, <laughs> yeah. Combat Evolved, but yeah. I ended up buying this because I was like, oh my God, it's a Star Wars game. And Every being... time you mention Halo, do you have to always say Halo Combat Evolved? That's what it's called. That's what it's called, yeah. Although if but I'm doing it like Yahtzee, can't you then call it's it Halo, Halo uh, Combat Evolved. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to pronounce the pause. Uh. <laughs> uh, I, I never played this, but it was bad, was it? Yeah, it was bad. Okay. It was yeah. bad. It was um, It was a... I just think the Xbox kind of was casting around for something to do. And what they ended up doing was taking several points from the film and expanding them. Mm. So, I mean, bloating the storyline to the point where you would just find yourself in five or six exactly the same levels after one after the other. It was terrible. And then it, then you get to the end of it and it'd be like, oh, and now we're on to the next bit. And now, oh, now we're on to the next bit. And it was, yeah, it was fucking, it was so awful. Lightsaber uh, battles as well were shite. Okay. Uh, we had Star Wars Attack of the Clones game. See, I, know, I don't remember this. No, nor do I. Nor do I. I'm just looking it up now. Because the only one I remember is the Revenge of the Sith one. Yeah. Did anyone else have, a, did anyone have Attack of the Clones? This is on Game Boy Advanced. Oh, well, that explains that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone play this? No, I did not. Nope. I never owned a Game Boy Advanced. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars game as well. Now remind me. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> um, okay, so I believe uh, for GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation 2, um, it's play a switch between Jedi characters of Obi-Wan, Anakin and Mace Windu. Mostly consists of vehicular combat, um, although there are a few on-foot segments with Skywalker and Windu. It doesn't sound like the makings of you know, video game gold. Do you know what? There's about four games here that would sound like if you just put them together, they'd make a okay game. Well, roll them all together. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had Star Wars Racer Revenge, <laughs> sequel to um, Pod Racer. At this point, we're just putting adjectives and nouns yeah. together. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. I uh, see. Now, Jedi Starfighter is one I remember, and I do remember playing it, not owning it, but I do remember having one of those, like, you know, you. I hate to be that guy and I'm telling this story going over to a mate's house playing it for a couple of hours and then going home and being like oh it was alright I could have spent you know two hours doing someone else I rented it from Blockbuster ah did you yeah yeah I did you oh I remember those days when you could rent games from Blockbuster that was good yeah it's, that's pretty difficult now mm. yeah. um play Jedi Starfighter Will 
No. No. <laughs> Didn't miss much. Look, if he'd loved it, he would have jumped in. This one, however. <laughs> this one, however. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Oh, my God. Yes. Where do you start? Well, look, Will, crack on. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, this one if I correct me if I'm wrong I'm not sure if I'm getting this one and Jedi Academy mixed up but this one it was third person view for the most part yep. and it concentrated very much more on uh, force powers and like lightsaber wielding as opposed to first person shooting well, of course it's third person game but I would just we still Cal Katarn he'd fallen and you had to like build him back up to be the Jedi mm. he once was. I'm getting all this right, aren't I? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, right yeah. game. Oh, good, good. I'm, as I say, I can't, I can't remember if I'm getting the, these two games confused, but yeah, I loved it. I, um, there was... Uh, the Sith had found a way to make Jedis really easily. I can't remember exactly what it was, and they were not particular... There was something corrupt about them, mm. if I remember all this correctly. And but all those third-person lightsaber fights were great fun. I remember one particular one where you kind of get stuck in a black and yellow room full of platforms, and they just kept throwing these um, like uh, clone-style um, jet- uh, Siths at you, and having to pull off just kick-ass move after kick-ass move to defeat these Siths. Were it was. A lot of fun. And then after that, they ruined it by putting in a stealth mission. <laughs> they did, didn't they, when you had to infiltrate? Uh, it was called the Doom Giver, I think it was. Yeah, or something that was like it. That. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so it was... Now, this this will tell you how... So I went to university in 2001, and when we got there, this came out... When did this come out? 2000? I think it was 2002. 2002. 2002. So, yeah, we went back after the Christmas break, and this had, this had launched. And we played it to fucking death... And I remember it because, yeah, so Mysteries of the Sith in that standalone expansion to Jedi Knight, uh, Dark Force 2 Jedi Knight, um, Kyle Katarn falls to the dark side, but he goes to a planet called Droman Cass and, in, and basically goes into a, um, a temple there, gets seduced by the dark side. Mara Jade ends up bringing him back, but he's, he's like so torn to pieces by the experience of falling to the dark side and trying to kill Mara that he... he gives his lightsaber to Luke Skywalker and says, look, I'm never going to be a Jedi again. It's just ridiculous. Goes back to mercenary work. And I think the first three missions are you as a mercenary, all first-person shooter, and you think to yourself, oh, yeah, so far, so dark forces. And then Dasan, I think his name is, isn't that right? Dasan, the lizard guy? Maybe. Lizard Sounds Jedi? Right. Yeah, yeah he, he kills Jan. Uh, or, or doesn't, spoilers. Uh, and... Um, that prompts Carl to go back to the Jedi, Valley uh, um, of the Jedi, where he goes back to the Force, and then Dasan follows him, uses those green crystals, infuses those with the Force, gives those crystals to just random people, and that's what makes them into the corrupt Jedi, because they're not that was it. proper Jedi, they're not proper trained Jedi, they're, they're sort of artificially infused Jedi. Um, and it's it's so good, and, and you're absolutely absolutely bang on. It really focused on making you feel like a force of nature. Mm. By the end of the game, your ability with lightning and stuff like that is just to the. You are just a a, a force to be reckoned with. You you can multi, you chain lightning through people. You can you can throw your lightsaber and it zips through crowds of stormtroopers like a hot knife through butter. And I remember it finishes on that amazing. 
um, assault on the Jedi Temple and you you and other Jedi rally together to sort of fight off all of these Sith and eventually you you chase Dasan down into the depths beneath the um, beneath the Jedi Praxis on um, uh, where is it? It's on Yavin, uh, Yavin Four, and you you have this like epic duel uh, in this big room with this huge like invulnerability it was just fucking brilliant it was mm. so good it was the first game that made you properly feel in control of a lightsaber i mean i just i never felt like that with anything else yeah excellent so i've done it again haven't i no, sorry it's fine don't worry about it it's all good it's exciting it's good to be excited about things tom i'm happy for you but the general thing that i loved the most about <laughs> it was the modding scene hmm the modding scene on it was great. Like you could download mods that made your lightsabers look like the ones out of Episode Two. It would thicken the blade up and stuff like that. You could you could change the hilts. You could, yeah. You just yeah. Anyway, I'll stop there. No, don't stop. That's fine. Dan's looking at me like I'm just I'm going off on one again, uh, which no, I am. No, I'm not. That wasn't the intention. I do apologise because we get to 2003 and we, we're probably going to want to talk about some games released in 2003. I'm going to let other people talk. No, that's 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 fine. So uh, we had in 2002 Star Wars: The New Droid Army. No clue what that is. Anyone nope. feel free? No. Uh, 2003. Then Star Wars Galaxies. Did anyone actually play Star Wars Galaxies? I remember no. wanting to play this for the longest time. Same. Yes. And then never but, playing it. Um, but yeah, I never did because, yeah. well, the internet was different back then, and it cost <laughs> a lot more money to be online all the time. Yes, it did. Yeah. So I never got permission to do that that exact thing. I, I was exactly the same. I remember just being in awe of the idea of just living in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And which 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 is what it seemed like to me, and looking back at it, it probably wasn't like that. <laughs> That's it. It's the MMO. At all. Yes. That's the MMO. They, yeah. You couldn't start as a Jedi, but you had to work at skills to unlock. Uh, yeah, and it took so like the first Jedi, it took like a year. Of yeah. Like playing before before they became a Jedi as well. Looking back at it, it sounds like a lot of work. Oh, <laughs> and this was the one they nerfed, wasn't it? This was the yeah. one that eventually yes. later they updated with some kind of new. They called it NGE. Is this the one? New game enhancement. I think so. Yeah. That, that added Jedi as a starting class, and then that was it. Everyone was a Jedi. Pretty much, because everyone plays these games to be Jedi, really. So that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I always remember really wanting to play this. Um, we also had... Well, let's let's build up to that one. Star Wars Flight of the Falcon, no clue. Rogue Squadron 3? Didn't play it. Me neither. No nope. Anyone else? No. Uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Played Woo! this. Yeah. I played this on a leaked, a leaked version. Oh really? One of my mates managed to find a leaked version of it and uh, gave it to everyone he knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool. Really good game. I'll let someone else talk about this because this was the one that really got it right. Well, I've been play. Re- I mean, I did play on a. Funny enough, back then it was still playing on a friend system. I can tell you a lot of this. Uh, my time at this point was probably still playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, this seems to have taken my- some of my life, uh, but recently replaying uh jedi academy it is a lot of fun um this you can switch between the third and the the first person and um though the aim is obviously just to run around with a lightsaber uh it's a bit frustrating that you can't necessarily interact as much with the you get so used to being able to destroy scenery um but the gate the fact that you also get the choice of the missions you get that whole 
or you can do this mission um the disappointment and you can sort of choose what your jedi looks like you can choose race you can choose uh gender you can choose everything you can mod your lightsaber um the disappointing one is kyle katan looks like a geography teacher he is no longer <laughs> the cool kyle um but, and there is another guy that you're meant to be sort of training as a jedi with but he's a cocky wee shite um do you want to know what his name was it's Rosh Pennin. <laughs> That's it. Penis, more like penis. Rosh Penis. Rosh Penis. <laughs> we got it. Um, <laughs> but I haven't really got that far through it at the moment. Um, I've not too, done too bad, but the, the best bit is trying to save the scientists from Jabba. The, wasn't, it's not Jabba, is it? It's um, one of the huts anyway, and there's a rancor and uh try not to get eaten it's a bit on the, it's a bit buggy sometimes um but i have managed to kill the rancor which was quite good fun oh, eventually nice. um nice. though you're not meant to actually fight it i just did in the end uh, take uh, take a while but it, it's just nice playing it it's a, it's a lovely game uh, i mean obviously you're meant to use the lightsaber it doesn't sound quite as good as um Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Knight 2, um, the one that Tom waxed lyrical about. I've already. <laughs> What's it called? Jedi uh, Outcast. Uh, yeah, Outcast. That's it. I was thinking of Outlander. It's like, no, we, we've just talked about it. What is it? Outcast. Yeah. Um, it's probably not as good as that. It's still a good game. <laughs> and again, there's, uh, there's still. There's still a Sith component. The Sith trying to uh, channel. They've been going around collecting force. And uh, luckily with this one, it just seems oh, I might be just playing it on easy and you can just mash buttons and you sort of like somehow occasionally defeat a Sith and it's fine. It's good fun. Excellent. Loving it. Very good. succinct. Uh, did you play as well? I did. And I think the main takeaway I had from this game was not being able to be either Kalkatan or Luke Skywalker, but having to listen to them prattle on about stuff <laughs> was disappointing. Yes. Yeah. The, the Luke character in, in Jedi Academy is, is very much uh, staring out of the window, kind of, hmm, I must meditate on this. And that's pretty much yeah. his answer to everything. <laughs> it's like, it's like um, in Matrix Reloaded, Keanu Reeves, uh, Neo's answer to most questions is, I don't know. <laughs> And that's kind of what I felt like with Kyle and, and Luke. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> they knew less well, than with your... Kyle, it was um, today's field trip. We'll be going to... <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to Narshadar. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Let's get to the big one of this year, though. Knights of the Old Republic. What oh. a game. Well, I, this is possibly my favorite game, uh, Star Wars game. Possibly my favorite ever game. I've sunk numerous hours into this. Um, I played it. It was one of the few games on this list I played when it came out. And uh, it was a time before I knew anything about like Bioware tropes. So <laughs> every, this, this for me was like my first proper Bioware game. So the whole story felt incredibly fresh. And I remember being completely and utterly shocked by the big midpoint reveal mm. uh, about who you actually were. Um, the story in this game is utterly superb. Um, it hooked me in right from the beginning. Um, 
it's one of the few games I've actually completed. I'm notoriously bad at completing games, <laughs> but this this is one I played through right to the end. Uh, and yeah, I love it to pieces. I still play it every so often, and it's it's still great. I still I think it still holds up. And not just that, the characters in this game are fantastic. Um, HK47 is possibly one of the greatest characters ever to grace uh, computer gaming. Meat sacks. Yeah. Oh, I love I love him. I love his uh, dry wit. Is fantastic. Um, yeah, I love the game. I wish there was more of them. In yeah. fact, this game was so good. It's um, the reason I've never played a Mass Effect game. Um, I was annoyed that Bioware weren't making any more games like this and decided to <laughs> focus on Mass Effect. So in protest, I've never played Mass Effect. Oh, wow, oh, man! I, I gotta, I gotta uh, completely agree with you. Again, I played a, I played a leaked copy of it that was um, that one of my mates found, and they gave me four shiny discs, compact discs, um, and just set a CD-ROM. Sorry, with just written on it, Kotor one, Kotor two, Kotor three, Kotor four, and just, and he just said to me. Just put it in. Just play it. He said, "I've been playing it, and I'm, I just you just have to play it. You you you're gonna love this." And I was like, "Oh, all right, whatever." So I stuck it. I didn't really do anything with it. But as soon as I started playing, and you wake up on the uh, what's it called, Endar Spire? Is that the name of it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the ship at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah I was absolutely hooked. Um, it was it was phenomenal to suddenly be in this in this universe, this sort of area of Star Wars that was that was nothing to do with Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, anything like that, that you were just a soldier in a, you know, in an army. And that, that was it. You were, you know, just someone who couldn't remember and, and suddenly just being given that one thing, find Bastila. That was it. Just find Bastila. That's, that's all you got to do. Go onto this, this planet and find Bastila Shan. And just the story, the, the, what became a galaxy spanning adventure. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was. And you got to visit all sorts of places like Kashik and the, I can't remember the name of the planet the, with the underwater one, but just trying to piece together that map, isn't it? That's the sort of basic mechanic of that whole game is to find the map. Yeah. It's brilliant. I absolutely love it. So you still play it even now? Yeah. In fact, um, it's, I uh, installed it on Steam a couple of months ago. Uh, and I didn't get very far. I think I only got to the um, like the, the Jedi uh, HQ on Dantooine, yeah. and it started to glitch out a bit. Uh, then I, I started looking for patches to try and get it to work again, and that's when I got bored and played something else. Do you um, do you have an Xbox? I do not. Ah, well, I was going to say it's on. Um, they've they've gone super backwards compatible all the way back to original Xbox games, and one of the very first pairing of games that they brought out were Kotor One and Kotor Two. So for me, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Kotor fan, but it was Kotor two that I, that I was properly obsessed with. Um, so yeah, this is this is cool. This is really awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's another Kotor fan. Awesome. I didn't realise. Dan, you didn't tell me that Will was a big Kotor fan. I thought that was a nice surprise. That is a lovely surprise. Um, oh, Will, we've got so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Friends, yeah, friends. Kotor friends. <laughs> 2004, then uh, Star Wars Battlefront, which was. Um, that hooked me in. I loved that game. The first Battlefront. The first Battlefront was incredible, yeah. yeah. Um, it just is another one playing with mates, basically, and just like running around in, in a, a Star Wars. Less of a story, more of just like trying to complete objectives and, and just the idea of just being a grunt kind of appealed to me at the time. You mm. weren't super powerful, but then having the ability to like just hop in like vehicles as well and 
it did so much right, and it was such a simple game. But but yeah, when they tried to recreate it, it kind of messed up, didn't they? I I really like this. Yeah, I mean, Battlefront One and Two, the originals, are really loved. I mean, Battlefront Two especially is really mm. loved. The original Battlefront Two, everyone remembers that. It's very hard these days to find. Um, you know, a server running. Yeah. But there are dedicated fans who still run it. Um, it was cool. I mean, I remember playing it thinking, oh, cool, I, I, I've always want, I've kind of wanted to fight in the Clone Wars. There's finally a game that's let me do it. I have to say, though, there's a game which we'll probably be talking about soon, which I think does a better job of it, but I won't spoil that one until we get there. <laughs> Anyone else play uh, Battlefront? Yeah, nope. No. Um, I think I played more Battlefront 2 than Battlefront. Same. Uh, yeah. I think Snap. I may have, may have possibly only played a demo of Battlefront, but Battlefront 2 I played properly, and that was that was a good laugh. Yeah, yeah, it really was. That was the one that I really sunk a load of time into, definitely. Um, so, also in 2004, <laughs> Star Wars Trilogy, Apprentice of the Force. No idea. Nope. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords. What a game. Okay. I, I, I really, really loved this. And I think it's primarily because while Knights of the Old Republic 1, the story is great and the twist is brilliant, um, it felt quite... It felt quite... Almost almost like a formulaic Star Wars story, um, which isn't a bad thing, I'm saying, but Knights of the Old Republic 2 hooked me in because it was so different. You played a Jedi exile, someone who'd voluntarily cut themselves off from the Force, who suddenly finds themselves having to do it, having to reconnect with the Force, to become a Jedi, to save the day, being hunted through the galaxy by a Sith Lord that's literally dead but holding himself together through his hatred, and a Sith Lord with a cool white mask called Darth Nihilus who can literally devour worlds. He's so powerful. Um, It was just scary it was big it was it made you properly question the lines in the force you were you were technically a gray jedi not neither one nor the other um and it was it really brought up a lot of more sort of kind of philosophical sort of questions about the force about the nature of the dark side and the light side and the blurs and the lines and the parallels and yeah i just thought it was superb it was buggy as fuck it was like you know it was missing tons of content that had been cut out of it and thrown on the floor you know and i'm I'm one of those people who you know every time a new fan mod comes out that restores a bit of content i whack it in there so i can have a look at it and play with it and stuff like that you know it's one of those real gems of fantastic storytelling, and I believe it was Obsidian that made it. Is that right? Was it? Is it Obsidian? Yes, it was Obsidian. Yeah, it wasn't Bioware, um, and that's not again. No. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think you know it kept the it kept the franchise fresh, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, well, sorry, I I avoided I avoided it when it first came out. I remember reading something in PC Gamer or so, or similar magazine saying how much of a buggy mess it was. So I, because of that, I avoided it until much later. Um, I've, picked, I've played it since, and it's, I think if I had played it back in back in 2004, I would have I probably loved it as much as you, but I didn't, so I don't, if that makes sense. 
Blimey. Yeah, totally. And do you know what? I think there's a bit of a barrier to it now. I think because it's such, because there's such a lot of work that needs to go in to get it working to a level that it that you can enjoy it at. I just think it presents too much of a barrier these days for people to maybe get into it. But, you know, critics will still say it's one of the most intelligent RPGs you'll find out there. I mean, I've got to say, you know, probably even KOTOR 1 is largely responsible for why I love things like Mass Effect so much is because, you know, you you see that and then I, I immediately saw, oh, there's another Bio, you know, Bioware have made another RPG, Mass Effect. You know, but oh, wicked, I love Knights of the Old Republic. If it's anything as good as that, it's going to be great. You know? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Interesting one. Chris, Chris, I've... Chris Avalon worked on uh, Nazi Old Public 2, didn't he? Yes. He of um, Fallout fame. That's right. And you yeah, can really so tell because it's a much darker good. darker tone. And he's very good at dark tone. He's very, very good at that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, major Fallout fan as well. Right, right, I mean, right back from the beginning of the franchise. I think, I think that requires another podcast, though. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, feel free to come back and talk Fallout at some point. Kick ass. Oh, I can come back and talk some Fallout, don't you worry. Just Kick not, ass. Just not, just not 76. Um, yeah, not that no. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? Knights of the Old Republic 2, wasn't it? Where was I? Good Lord. Okay, have I, I've, I've whizzed on a bit. I've whizzed on a bit. That's the problem. Uh, so, yeah, that was the only thing that came up that year, apart from Battlefront, obviously. 2005, Republic Commando. Anyone play that? This was the one I meant yes. when I said, I think this game did a better job of making you feel like you were fighting the Clone Wars. Yes. Who agrees? I agree. I think this is one of the most underrated of all the Star Wars games. Um, so do I. It's a cracking game. It was really good. It was like really, it just gave you a very, very basic and low level control of your squad of commandos, but it made you feel like a leader. It was really clever. It was mm. really clever. And it was just, it was, it was nice actually having played a lot of games where you were uh, all powerful uh, Jedi to be just a soldier in the, in the, in the war fighting robots it was because it was always the um uh, droid armies you were fighting yeah mm. and despite them being clones you did have four distinct uh characters and i think it's a, it's a, just a good little game and uh, something that could well deserve uh, a re- hd remake because i think it's vastly underappreciated interesting choice of words because i was going to say not a remaster let's remake it Yes, definitely remake, yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I loved it. And I also quite liked the kind of moody night vision effect that you've got that kind of black and white, almost motion blur, um, kind of crawling through the Geonosian caverns and stuff, trying, you know, with the night vision on. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Okay, so we also got uh, Revenge of the Sith game, which played I remember. That. Yeah, I played that as well because that had the, the fighting game at the end of That's it. That's right. It? Where you could play Mace Windu and he just quote uh, Pulp Fiction, yeah, randomly, yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. I remember that. Um, we also got Battlefront Two, which we we've kind of already talked about, yeah, uh, which which was fun. Uh, we got Republic Commando Order sixty six, which I imagine is an expansion, uh, and we also got the first Lego Star Wars game as well. Oh right, so that's a bit of a watershed moment. Yeah, they they, they were fun. Although I, I, that was the only one I completed because I can't play a Lego game without falling asleep. I don't know what it is. Oh, that's, that's not, that's, it's not a rave review, Dan. No, I know it's not. No, no that's, that's fair. Uh, Lego, uh, Lego 2006. <laughs> 2006, uh, Lego Star Wars 2 came out. Okay. Um, 2007, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars 3. Empire at War. Uh, 
that was was that the um, game that was a bit like Masters of Orion? I believe so. Yeah, but I know absolutely nothing about it. I think that's, yeah. I don't think I don't think I played that one. No, I didn't, I didn't play, play it. it either. There's a load of uh, expansions for Galaxies came out as well. Uh, Grievous Getaway, which I can only assume is yes. That uh, sounds like a bit of a wacky kind of sitcom. Yeah, I think we've we've been through the golden era and we're coming out of it now. Yeah. Um, and then 2007, uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. Nice. Um, when they repackaged both of them, put them together. Yeah. Uh, Battlefront Renegade Squadron. Don't know. No. Uh, nope. Uh, Empire Strikes Back mobile game. No. See, see what we're getting to here. Okay, 2008, <laughs> Star Wars: Force Unleashed. <laughs> that you now you sit back with almost a and go yeah because you I know you love Force Unleashed so <laughs> well I'll open it up everyone anyone else play Force Unleashed I, I have played it. Force Unleashed but I think I'll let you go first <laughs> um it's it's probably for me one of the most interesting stories mm-hmm. that a Star Wars game has told and this again this is purely my uh, um, my opinion it makes lightsaber combat incredibly easy and you feel incredibly powerful as you rank up throughout the course of the game it is by no means as good as jedi outcast or anything like that but i am a big fan of it i was i found myself incredibly emotionally invested in it and i think and i don't know why because it's actually not a very deeply or very well told story but it but it has a good story that really sucked me in from an emotional point of view almost that that kind of I think it's probably because the you know he's a he's a little kid whose father gets killed by Vader and he basically spirits the boy away, turns him into a tortured apprentice of his, and basically is you know doing his bidding across the galaxy. And I quite like the fact that Darth Vader, Darth Vader, was made to look. I think coming out at the end. Okay, this is it. This is this has been covered on this podcast before. I think it's coming out at the end of Revenge of the Sith and thinking, "Fuck me, Darth Vader's a." twat in those films like <laughs> like I cannot reconcile myself with this all powerful character and suddenly then seeing Vader again as a powerful scary antagonist it was a bit of a relief really and to be even though you felt even though you were so incredibly powerful in that game you still felt like Darth Vader was a major threat that it, there was always someone who could take you down and I think maybe that is is me <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I love that game so much. Is because the yeah. story is pretty good. It, well, it's, like I said, it's not a great story, or particularly well told. I just think it really emotionally invested me in it. Yeah, definitely. You played as well, then, Will? Yeah, I did. It, um, I actually enjoyed it for a completely different reason. Um, I wasn't too enamoured with the story, but I just enjoyed uh, the mechanics. Mm. Felt very much kind of like um, Star Wars God of War type effort. Uh, you were very powerful. You could smash your way through all these enemies with your lightsabers and your force powers. And that was just a lot of fun. Um, it was a bit of a like button-bashing brawler, but I really enjoyed it for that. Yeah, that is interesting. It's great. It's nice to have that sort of diametric opposite. <laughs> um, Duncan, did you play this one? Nope. Nope, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, from 2004, I didn't play anything. There is... I didn't have a... con. So I eventually got a laptop and I just didn't, I was doing my PhD. So this is why I've been quiet is from like 2003, <laughs> I didn't have a console, didn't have a computer. So uh couldn't really play anything. 
Fair enough. Okay, so we're on to then. Where were we? Uh, Force Unleashed. 2010, we've got Clone Wars Adventures. Uh-huh. Um, Force Unleashed 2 as well. Which, funnily enough, <laughs> which is strange, Will, I really liked this for the gameplay mechanics with the two lightsabers. <laughs> I had such a blast with this game. I It was one of those ones I could literally just pop on whenever I was really bored and just like hurtle through two or three missions. I know they were repetitive. I know it wasn't the best game ever. The story was absolute shite. Um, but yes, I, yeah, the mechanics were brilliant. I absolutely loved it. What about you? Did you play it? I, I either played a demo or rented it for a short amount of time. Um, I didn't really get into it the way I did with the first one. I didn't <laughs> think it was bad. It just, it just never, never hooked me in. I think you you probably missed out. You probably missed out on a game that was, is worth missing out on because that. I mean, it, <laughs> it was aside from the mechanics, which were great. It was incredibly repetitive, and the, and like I said, the story was was really shit. It was really bad. <laughs> it was really, really, really bad. The the original trailer promised a lot and did not deliver on any of it, which is a shame. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also had Clone War Adventures. God, they really dined out in the Clone Wars, didn't they? Um, and Star Wars Arcade Falcon Gunner. <laughs> All right. I'd, I'd play that. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, 2011, then, Star Lego Star Wars 3. Right. Uh, the Clone Wars. Did anyone play Star Wars The Old Republic? The MMO? Yes. No. No. Nope, me neither. Neither did I. But the uh, trailers were fucking oh God, amazing. They all looked amazing, exactly, yeah. yeah. They are still worth a watch. I've watched them quite a lot on uh, YouTube because they come up uh, and most of the... Uh, also with the expansion games, um, the expansion packs, they mm. they bring back the cinematic so they look bloody awesome. Yeah, really good. Darth Malgus is a character that I absolutely love but only know from yes. trailers. Yeah. Same. Uh, we're on to the big ones now, though. And I love a big one. So 2012 wasn't a great year for Star Wars games. Let me put it this way. You had the Knights of the Old Republic collection come out, which is great. But you also had Angry Birds Star Wars. Oh. Which was, which was it was okay. all right. Yeah, it was an okay Angry Birds game. But the shining glory of 2012 was Connect Star Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> which I'd totally forgotten about until I read this list. I, I bought it. I played it and my wife walked in on me playing it and pissed herself laughing and I never played it again. <laughs> I, I bought Connect, but I didn't buy this. That's how bad this was. Like there was yeah. what four games for Connect and this is one of them yeah. and I didn't buy it. So she took the piss so much. Was it the Han Solo song? It wasn't just the dancing around. It was the it was the ridiculous gestures you had to do to use the force and wave your lightsaber around. It was it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I, I was really into it as well, and she walked straight in and she just pissed herself laughing. And I was like, oh my god, I, I'm just gonna go and hide now. <laughs> I didn't, never wanted to play it again. So it's... she's supposed to think I'm buff and studly, not <laughs> waving <laughs> waving my hands around in the air like a douchebag. Anyway, 2013 wasn't much better. We had Star Wars Pinball. Anyone play that? I've heard of Pinball. People like 
the pinball games. Um, Club Penguin Star Wars Takeover. <laughs> God. Uh, Angry Birds Star Wars 2. Lego Star Wars The Yoda Chronicles. Um, 2014. Oh, my God. Um, Lego Star Wars Micro Fighters. Star Wars The Old Republic Expansion. Assault Team. Journeys. The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Scene Maker. Star Wars Commander. Lego Star Wars The New Yoda Chronicles. Um, I don't remember any of this. God, I think I think this must be the years where we completely fell out of love with Star Wars. Yeah. Well, there were other games <laughs> like that's true. Grand Theft Auto. I was about to say like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, twenty fifteen. So twenty fourteen must be when they signed the EA deal, I'd imagine. Because 2015, we oh, get... Well, because there's loads of shite beforehand. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Uh, 2015, we finally get a game from EA, and it's Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, and, hopes, start? and our hopes were high, and they really shat on them, didn't they? It looked amazing. It looked incredible. Visually, mm. it's one of the best realisations of Star Wars, uh, I think, ever in a video game. It looks incredible. Yeah, and the music's amazing. The Hoth map yeah. is absolutely perfect. It is just incredible. Mm. It looks um, absolutely fabulous. But it's a wafer-thin game. Yeah. There are no good mechanics in it. Um, it's it's a very, very light on the ground, um, massively multiplayer online, whatever this is, FPS. It's, it's very... It's very strange why they didn't put more effort into making it a, a more playable game after they... Well, actually, I've probably already answered my question. They were probably putting so much effort into making it look and sound right. I mean, have you guys played it? The Endor map? Yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely... It's, it's practically photorealistic. It looks so good. Mm. They, I mean, yeah, they just... They, they spent all their time on that and didn't bother with the rest. No. Is my opinion. I'd, I'm opening it up to everyone. What, what do you guys think? I enjoyed it yeah. for what it was. It was it wasn't a very deep experience, like you say. It was a very shallow uh, online multiplayer shooter, but I enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, multiplayer like shooters that were tacked onto FPSs. Things like, um, did you ever play uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it reminded me very much of the multiplayer of that, and I quite enjoyed Return to Castle Wolfenstein uh, multiplayer. Good call. So it, that's, was that's, that's, it was fun, but it, it, it was very shallow, like you said. Good call. And all I have to say, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, what a um, what an eclectic game to pick out from the past. What a good <laughs> reference. That's a good nod. That's a good nod. I really enjoyed that game. Really good single-player campaign. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Oh, well, I really liked it. Oh, well, I see. That. <laughs> there we go. That, that's, that's, the bit. that's the end of our loving here then, Will. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Uh, 2016, we get uh, Yoda's Jedi training. Excellent. Big <laughs> fan. Yeah. Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, and Star Wars Battlefront VR Rogue One X-Wing. Didn't play it. No, me neither. 2017, Puzzle Droids and we get <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2. And that's when it all begins to feel like EA don't really know what they're doing. It's, I mean, alarm bells have already started ringing after Battlefront for yeah. me. Disney much just look at EA and go, you've got all these studios. Mm. You promised us they'd all be releasing uh, Star Wars games. Where the fuck are they? Yeah. 
I would I would imagine that the license holder is very annoyed at this point. Mm. Two big failures. The campaign on Battlefront 2 was pretty disappointing, I thought, as well. The single-player campaign? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very disappointing. Like, I was glad it was there, I suppose. but um... It was the most formulaic campaign you could expect. I'm an Imperial. Oh, now I've seen an atrocity. Now I'm a rebel. Yeah. Is effectively that story in a nutshell. It, it felt like she'd seen an atrocity that to get to the level she'd got to, it felt like she'd, she'd have had committed, committed atrocities. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, she is the equivalent of the SS. Yeah. In that. Yeah. A die-hard, committed Imperial commando basically enforcing the... directly enforcing the Emperor's will. Mm. Like, the Emperor from beyond the grave is giving her orders. I mean, it's just mental... And also Han Solo's got a beard. What's that all about? I know. <laughs> I know. And then it's just a load of fan service. Mm. Oh, now you're Luke. Yeah. Oh, now you're, you know, Leia. I get that. That's the Battlefront thing. That kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it wasn't very well done. And it was massively marred by, obviously, what we've spoken to. The oh, Let's not call them what we usually would call them. Let's call them what they call them. Mm. The surprise mechanics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the small... Uh, very very small silver lining from this game was the the bits where you actually get to fly about in various uh star wars spaceships yes. it was really good fun yeah, make yeah. More of that. that's true i agree with that well that's that's that is very true both battlefront and battlefront 2 the best parts have been the, the flying sections of the games and also again i i say they absolutely both games nail the look and feel yeah and actually you know playing as kylo ren even though it's not necessarily the most you know sort of brilliant game or anything like that but actually playing as Kylo Ren mm. being able to whoom, suddenly stop people in their tracks yeah. is very cool the mechanics like work quite nicely but it's just it's just overshadowed by the fact that it's a bit of a thin experience again yeah you know it's relying on the license far too much problem you know the, the reason that games like uh you know GoldenEye 64 and other movie times that have been incredibly successful is because they've used the license to create a good and believable mm. world and game and story and experience. And I think that's the that's the thing that's the word that developers, especially on big AAA licenses nowadays, or on games that use those big AAA licenses, they always forget about the experience. Yep. Star Wars is an experience. You experience it audio, audibly, visibly. Or, you know, it's a, it's a full-body experience, a Star Wars game. It can't just be one or, or one bit. It has to be everything. It can't yeah. just look right. It has to play right, smell right, feel right, taste right. If, yeah. you, if you know what I mean. I know it sounds a bit wanky, but... Yeah. Well, that leads us to the game that has... Is yet. To, there's two games that they've announced that are yet to come out, which is... Uh, I mean, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which is every Lego Star Wars game, fine. And then you've got uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the game by Respawn. A lot of pressure on this one, I think. What do you think, Will? I wonder what the hell EA are doing, quite frankly. Because you've got a proven uh, RPG developer making a looter shooter. Yes. And then you've got um, a proven first-person shooter studio making a, an RPG. Yeah. It's classic EA not knowing what their ass from their elbow. No. But it feels like they're panicking, doesn't it, the whole time? Yeah. So it feels like halfway through Mass Effect, they, they kind of jumped in and, and, and fucked that game up, let's be honest. Andromeda was 
was was messed up. And it feel and they they shut down the visceral game that was being made. Yeah. Because it was yes. taking too long. Uh with uh is it Amy Henning, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Um and and who knows how involved they've got in this respawn game. But the one thing I do know is is that respawn Titanfall 2 is probably of this console generation one of the better first person shooters that's come out this year. Well, this this of this generation, sorry. So I kind of I'm I from what I understand, what they showed at E three um was one of the more boring things that, that you boring sections of the game. And the people that actually went and played it and spent some time with EA with this game were far more excited about what they showed and, and the the variety of different things you can do in this game than what they showed at uh, the E3, or not E3, the EA Play press conference. But that's exactly the kind of PR move yeah. that I'd pull. I would, I would show very little and display to certain people so it builds up an area yeah. of mystique. So it's like, fuck me, what did they play? You yeah. know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I still, I think I'll reserve my judgment until we actually get some proper... Uh, pro- more, more, uh, better, more detailed, uh, you know, images and, and gameplay. But I'll say it: it's not treading new ground. No, you know, it's basically Force Unleashed three. Um, and also, I do, I do echo comments that I've read and that I've said before, which is they have really gone with the path of least resistance on the character. Mm. He's a, li- he's a young white guy why couldn't he be an alien why couldn't they push the boundaries a little bit why couldn't they do it something just something cooler than just a just a dude we don't want to play i mean i don't want to play a dude i want to play a fucking cool weird alien Mm. jedi you know with some compelling story like you know because that would make even better you know in the in in the star wars lore the jedi the empire hates aliens why can't you be an alien yeah an alien jedi that's two things the empire hates (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that makes you even cooler but I agree like double badass if, if I'm Disney and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, what I mean even from a money perspective uh, I'm Disney I'm sitting there looking at well Ubisoft have released how many games since we since we gave you the license yeah and yes they're all very similar but they all make a ton of money so why have you struggled so much with making Star Wars games? It shouldn't. It's a no-brainer. Like it, it, these games write themselves. You've got thirty, forty years of, of law to, to work with. So so why is this? Why are they finding this so difficult? I, I don't know. For some reason, it feels like EA just can't help but get in their own way. What do you guys think? <laughs> um. I don't trust EA to do anything. No, until, <laughs> until they prove otherwise, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, just yeah. It kind of, kind of. I'm not gonna even attempt to play Jedi Fallen Order unless it's proven to be not what I think it's gonna be. Basically, um, I don't trust EA to make this game good at all. No, same. I, I want to see. I want to see. I want. I want it recommended by someone I trust is the point like like a friend to, to recommend it before i get involved thing is though i know what's going to happen i kn- i know i'm going to buy it i know i will buy it but it it might be one of those games that ends up on a you know trade in 
Yeah, I, I think that it has. If it's not good, then it will be fairly cheap fairly quickly. Yeah. So, oh well, that, yeah. Which I guess. Well, actually, maybe then in that case, I should wait. Yeah, definitely. Although you know what'll happen. Well, it'll be really good. But then, then that's okay. You're waiting. You'll still get a really good game. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a win-win situation. Well, it unless is. it's shit, and then it's it's still a loss because then, we all we're after is a decent Star Wars game. We've listed probably no less than twenty, thirty great Star Wars games tonight, and yeah, and yeah, and it's gone on a lot longer until, than I until until EA got their grubby mitts on the franchise. They used there were there were games pelting out from left, right, and all other directions. Yeah, definitely. So it remains to be seen what the future holds. When uh, one quick one on a cancelled Star Wars game. Star Wars thirteen thirteen, which looked fantastic. Thirteen thirteen was, was it? One one three eight. One 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 three one three, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, that's what it says on here. But yeah, huh. uh, would I thought have taken it would be one one three eight because that's the number that George Lucas uses for everything. Um, would have taken place in the deep levels of Coruscant, uh, specifically levels thirteen thirteen, and would have featured the dark side of Star Wars. It looked what we saw of it looked really cool. Boobs. Sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, it, it looked great. Um, and then the other one that was cancelled, planned third instalment of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, well, that's a bit gutting. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of ends on a low, doesn't it? But there we go. It does just quickly. The golden era is done. Uh, best selling, best selling games wise. What do you think the best selling Star Wars game of all time is in terms of copies be, sold? Be one of the Lego ones. It is absolutely is complete saga Lego fifteen point five seven fifty seven million copies. Wow, crazy! Just need to redo Dark Forces with a different um, to to fit it in with canon. Just use the two thousand sixteen Doom engine and uh, oh, do the same yeah. thing. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> oh my god! Yes. I would play that. <laughs> I mean, just uh, imagine if. if Starts exactly the same way. You wake up on a on a slab and you slam a stormtrooper's head into the uh, into the slab oh, and that's... push him away. Yeah, yeah I like that. And get up <laughs> and you grab grab a, grab a um, uh, a gun and start shooting stormtroopers. I think that could be a lot of fun. That would be cool. And then, but at the end of it, you look in the mirror and you're Han Solo covered in blood. No, Carl Katarn, Carl Katarn, with like blood yeah. and brain matter dripping from your beard. <laughs> Like, that's it, man. Like, you know, Carl Katarn, there's all those memes, isn't it? Like, Carl Katarn travelled back through time and gave baby Obi-Wan Kenobi the gift of beard. And, that, that, and, that's, and that's how it happened. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'd be so cool. Definitely. That's it. Well, there we go. On that note, uh, we have gone through all of the Star Wars games. I'd just like to say before we sort of do the uh, goodbyes and thank yous, that if you want to interact with us on any of our social media platforms, we have just the one handle, which is now at TMTOOH. So if you've got anything to say, no matter what it is, even if it's to, I don't know, compliment Dan on his hair or whatever, you can get us on those social media channels. I'm going to say thank you very much to our very special guest, Will, from the Geeky Dad podcast on YouTube. Thank you, Will, for joining us today. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, obviously, thank you very much to regular Duncan up there in the Kinky Kitchen. Thanks, mate. Oh, very welcome. Thanks very much. And thank you, Dan, as ever. Don't forget to tune in to the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast next week, where we will be delving into the down below. 
the upside down the upside down <laughs> um yeah we'll do that and we'll definitely pencil in a fall a uh, fallout one at some point then kick ass definitely and on that note let's cue the music well like now yeah. yes now